Cobra Kai Never Dies. I'm your host, Nina. I'm your other host, Sletha. And today we're discussing Season 5's finale, Head of the Snake. Good name. Good name. Uh, Netflix synopsis, a fight night erupts in the valley as Johnny Daniel Chosen and their students summon all their skills and strength to expose Terry and take him down. Do you love how they leave out Mike Barnes altogether? Well, that's a surprise. That's a spoiler. That's true. Um, it turns out, guess who was driving the limo, you guys? Mike Barnes! Ah! Uh, if we, so we, we talked about this beforehand, how are we going to like break down this episode? Now, the episode starts with Crease, but we really want to discuss Crease's uh, arc as a whole, so we're going to save that till the end. Yeah. So, But let's pick up from our old friend Mike Barnes, who last was watching his beautiful furniture store burn to the ground. And who do we have to thank for that? Daniel. Well, what's interesting is, first of all, this like episode is filled with things where it's just like, hey guys, didn't you want to see like Johnny fight Mike Barnes? Where you're going to get some of that, you know. I know. So you get like a little bit of that, um, but then and but then you get Mike Barnes up in Daniel's face blaming him for, for ruining his life. Daniel, to be fair, makes a, a fairly valid point that actually, like, hey, Silver lo- ruined your life. Whatever. I still think Daniel is to blame. But, I mean, you might be right, but Mike Barnes is, like, I guess on a lot of stuff right now, like, on Cocaine Plus, and yeah, he seems like, very malleable. Barnes is on, quote, something stronger. Do we think Molly? Do we think heroin? Molly what? would make him a lot more fun than he is right now. <laughs> He's but pretty... Mike, Mike Barnes has a lot of anger. Yeah, but Molly would, like, totally soothe that, whereas he seems amped up, but also very malleable, in the sense that Daniel's, like, he kind of is, like, yeah, but, like, it, it was Silver's fault, right? And, like, Mike Barnes is immediately, like, yeah, Silver, let's get him. And it's just, like, weren't you here to, like, kick the shit out of Daniel? What? Focus, man. Focus. That's true. I, I don't feel like Mike Barnes is going to be a huge help to them, but... Yeah. As we'll see, but they all decide... Johnny, I like the energy between Johnny and Mike Barnes, like... They look like they could be buds. They look like they could be buds. And I, I, I actually do like that Cho is like, you know, this is this great thing where Daniel's like, he's made all of our lives a living hell. And, you know, Johnny's like, yeah, he's beating us all up. And Mike Barnes is like, let's go get him. And then Chosen, I realize Terry Silver hasn't really done that much to Chosen. Like, Chosen tried yeah. to infiltrate him once, but, like, that was kind of on Chosen, right? And he's just like, yeah, I know where his address is, guys. Let's go. I'm like, you're just also, a chaos agent. You're Chosen just... also remembers that Mike Barnes is the bad boy of karate oh, for man. some reason. Chosen is so great and also such a pointless character. I love, I mean, both of those things are true, right? Like, yeah. he's just like, he has no particular reason for wanting to go get Silver and his, like, mats, except that he, he enjoys, like, a good romp. And so right. he's just like, let's go. Is there a reason you think that they, like, they put in that Daniel is stranded? Like, I don't understand why they even did that whole thing. You're, you actually raise a good point in that, like, at the time I was a little bit like, you know, as, as Daniel is like, you know, we, we're not just going to roll up like some party limo posse. And I was like, but that would be awesome. Like, the four of them together in, like, a, like the last level of a video game, basically. This but is what no. I mean. I think they set it up like Daniel goes to save them all because he does get the climactic fight with Silver right? while all of his buddies have been beaten down and honestly do most of the work. Yeah, like the thing is they basically frame it because he's stranded. He gets the climactic Silver fight. All of his buddies go to the mansion and basically do a lot of like B fights. And I don't know, I would have preferred that like they'd stayed together as a limo party posse. And you're right. I, I understand, I guess, practically speaking, why they wanted him to be like, fresh to face off with Silver in front of, like, an audience of onlookers. Well, they needed, they needed the Stingray 
aspect of it. I guess they need a Stingray Redemption Yeah, exactly. Plot. But, yeah, I I understand, I guess, why they went the way that they they did. But, again, the show is better when it doesn't always insist that Daniel is the main character. And, you know, but... They, they definitely do that here. That's why he stays behind and is stranded by the side of the road while his Amanda, former enemies yeah. slash friends just, like, roll away with the limo. Um, so that's, like, I don't know. What do you what do you think of, like, their, their like, dr- drunken decision to, like, raid Silver's mansion? I think it seems inevitable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, the, so much of this episode is just insane. I will say that I like the adults' plot better than the teens' plot, which we'll get to, but... They're both just ridiculous. Just a side note that Amanda reluctantly calls her son to see if he's around. She's like, I'm like, are you sure you even have the right number? <laughs> Did you even give Anthony a phone? Right? Like, doesn't Anthony just run free range somewhere? Uh, yeah, this is like when Daniel basically tries to reach her and drops a pin uh, to, for her to go pick him up, and then suddenly, like, Amanda's like, oh my god... Cobra Kai is here, dun-dun-dun, hangs up the phone. So Daniel's, like, desperately trying to get home. He, like, basically tries to rob a trucker of his truck and, like, basically is just, like, demanding that they drive him home. And the trucker, like, is very, like, like, very reasonably, like, no, I don't want to. He's just like, I'm going to take this truck one way or another. I know, are we supposed to be on Daniel's side on this? That's a question I ask a lot with the show. Like, what? But then, of course... Like, we don't have to see Daniel on trucker violence because Stingray shows up. Yes, and he almost Stingray. mows them all down. Yeah. Classic Stingray. Sting- yeah. Stingray yeah. is used to perfection in the season, I think. Like, yes. He comes in at just the right He's moment. a bit of seasoning here and there. Not too much Stingray. He, like, you know, uh, it was him rolling up to Amanda's house where Carmen is over as well. And, like, he, like, got a group text for um, that was sent to all the Cobra Kai's that's connected to the kids' plot. And he's here to... Uh, you know, warn the LaRussos and rescue Daniel from trucker violence. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Should we get into the kind of intro of, do you notice how Terry Silver and, and Iron Braid are just constantly having cocktails, like, yep. and hanging out every night? Like, does she live there? And also their conversations are always about, like, so you said you would restore my, my grandfather's legacy. I'm like, do you talk about anything else? I just realized he must be putting them up because, like, the ringers and everybody are just, like, there. Yes. I mean, I had that question for you. Like, when uh, the limo party posse rolls into the, the house and, like, you know, Silver laughs like an evil boss laugh and all the minions come out. You're like, does he just keep them in the closet? Are they not allowed to have cocktails? Well, well, I feel like it's more like a real world scenario. Like they each have their own bunk beds. (laughs) And Terry Silver has exiled. Him and Iron Braid have like 80% of the house. Right. And they're all just like sharing like a a little space in the back. Yeah, exactly. They're like, it's not fair. Yeah. Like seriously, it's like, so you just keep them there. Like you're never like, hey, uh, Sensei Eyepatch, you want a martini? Um, Ah, Sensei Eyepatch. Well, I mean, we definitely get to see... A lot of the minions uh, are, are bringer senseis doing their thing because, of course, like Terry just kind of like sicks them all on like the three invaders, and he says, "You guys are all trespassing in my house, so whatever we do to you is legal." Which at least is like he also got a legal degree. I mean, at least that's like sort of a point, like where it's just like when there are points like when like it looks like Terry's going to kill some of them, and I'm like you know, I guess they did all break into his house. I mean, he has a defense there. 
I mean, there's actually points where it seems like Chosen is going to kill Silver, and I'm like, Chosen, man, I don't know. I don't know if you're what the law is like in Okinawa, but like, you will go to prison for this if you do yeah. this. He's not um, Kumiko. You can't just do whatever you want. Oh. Um, did you like how Mike Barnes basically gets knocked out right away? Right away. It's like, was this actor not available very much? Is that, is that it? Like, I think that's why they said he was on something because maybe they needed like him out of the way in order for Johnny to get beat up. I guess so. Or just like, it, it kind of is sort of like the, the promise of like having like all the three of these guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't really get much of that because what you do get is Mike Barnes being knocked out and then... A pretty decent Chosen versus Terry fight, and then, like, Johnny versus a million goons, which is a little bit like, man, Nina, Nina, Johnny was the main character of this show. I know. Johnny versus the goons is a bit... I honestly feel like the focus on Chosen, I mean, this is, if you look at this episode, the key fight is Chosen versus Silver, even the way it was shot, like... Mm. With the swords and the pool. Very like Kill that, Bill. That really should have been either Daniel and Silver or maybe Johnny and Terry Silver. I don't know. Yeah, but- I mean, Johnny, like the thing is, Johnny and Silver, like, to me, they're not really, they don't have any personal they connection. They have no personal beef. But neither do Chosen and Silver. Chosen's just here for the laughs. Chosen's guys. just here for the laughs. And yeah, it's a pretty good fight. And like, uh, you know, um, for whatever reason, like, uh, Terry Silver pulls out a sword, but. Haha, Chosen has had Psy in his jacket the whole time. It's. Did you like how Chosen's like, I'm not afraid to die? Because Chosen is nothing to live for, guys. Like, he's just like. Actually, that's not how the conversation goes. He says, I'm not afraid to kill. Oh, that's true. And Terry Silver says, I'm not afraid to die. Oh, you're right, you're right. So, yeah, Grifter Chosen has plenty to live for. He's got his, like, new man's. He's not going to give that up. He's ready to kill to defend it. Oh, yeah. And he. I mean. Show, I'm disappointed that you did not feature Chosen ziplining in anywhere this season. Like, come on. That's maybe the only Karate Karate Kid 2 reference that they didn't pull. Yeah, and it's the best one. Because he could have easily done that. Yeah, this this episode is batshit, okay? So that could have happened and it wouldn't have been that weird or out of place. I'm just saying. When Silver says, I'm not afraid to die, doesn't it mean that he has terminal prostate cancer? You know, why do you insist on bringing up prostate cancer constantly? Oh, come on. <laughs> um, yes, I, I was fixated on the possibility in our last episode that he might have prostate cancer. Maybe this is the reference to it. I don't know. Well, I mean, the whole time we saw him fighting where I was like, he's got a foot on on Chosen easily. Yeah, that's true. He also seems younger and in better shape than is Chosen. Is he younger? And Chosen's been, you know, drinking Long Island iced tea for like three hours. Um, Terry Silver's been drinking martinis with Iron Braid for probably... don't know what's in the... It could be water. It could be mineral juice. Whatever. Mineral juice. Um, I think that Terry Silver is older than Chosen. Because Chosen was, was like sort of like meant to be the same age as Daniel's son. Oh. Yeah. Maybe by like five... Maybe by like five years. What are you talking about? That can't be right. I, I mean... I don't know what the actor's age difference is, but in the logic of the show, like, Chosen and Daniel are, like, framed as, like, contemporaries. Look, everyone is old as hell in this, in this show, okay? Except for the penis breath. <laughs> Except for the people who are young as hell. Young for Except for penis breath, who's, like, one of ours. Millennial. Um, um, yeah, I mean, are they, it's kind of hard, because everyone, they're saying that Johnny and Chosen and Daniel are all drunk. 
Johnny's running on beer and White Claw, and he's impaired. Oh, man. But, but he's still doing the majority. He, he goes up against, like, five people. I mean, I wrote it down. It was like, he goes up against Puma Sensei, Eyepatch Sensei, Bowl Cut Sensei, uh, Ble- Bleach Blonde Sensei, and other Sensei. Bowl like, Cut Sensei. Yeah. yeah. No, he definitely has a Bowl Cut. But other Sensei is just, I don't know, man. He doesn't have an identifying feature. Um, which just makes me think, like... This show is so filled with, like, people who are kind of, like, you see them a lot, but they, like, don't really have names and they don't really have lines. And can I mention, just, I'm just mentioning this because it's, like, it's, it's part of the kids' plot, but it's not really related. There are these two dudes who have been part of Cobra Kai, like, since season one. They are, like, a guy with cornrows and, like, a guy with really red curly hair. They never have names, they never talk, but they're always there. And in this episode... They both each get one line, and they're both such nonsense lines that I was like, is this like a, I mean, I think you put it, like, is this a SAG actors thing? Like, you gotta give them, like, one line of dialogue to, yeah, um, yeah it's super, it's super weird, and, like, I, I do find the fact that, like, why are all these, like, ringer senseis, like, willing to risk, like, one of them gets his thumb cut off. Okay? It's a bad deal for them. Like, how much do they get paid? Don't worry. I mean, they're going to have five splitter shows talking about the origin of Bullcut Sensei <laughs> and the things that they ran away from in their home countries. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Terry Silver just picked them up, rescued them from a life of poverty. Oh, yeah. The sensei, and- they were sensei on the street before this. <laughs> and now... <laughs> now they're living in a luxe mansion. Now they're like in the bunk bed. Now they have a closet bunk bed section. Of their own. Of, oh god! And they only have to fight like once a year. Oh, that's true. They don't seem to fight a lot. Like Iron Breed is like leading the lessons. Like I don't even know what the ring ringer sensei is just hanging out at the yeah. Like spot. I don't see them very much senseiing. They're just sort of there to like look intimidating and threaten people. And it's a pretty sweet gig. I guess. I mean, may I remind you of, the, of Puma Sensei who lost his thumb that night. It was, I, well, this is when, like, it's, it's a, it's, Johnny fighting all these minor characters is, like, like I said, I don't think a plot be fitting for him. him. It's but... beneath him, but it's not bad. Like, the fighting is pretty good. Uh, he gets this moment where, like, his, his stupid photo of his unborn child is, like, knocked out of his pocket, and then that's what gives him the strength to go on fighting, and, like, you know, it's dumb. It's super dumb, but then the 80s music starts playing. I know. And he's slamming people in the TVs. And, like, it's, it's not bad. And then, of course, like, he's about to get taken out. And Mike Barnes conveniently comes back to life and, like, gets one moment to hit, hit like, two guys. Yeah. And, you know. It's fine. I think they it's were fine. like, we can't do more with Mike Barnes. I mean, they could have had him. They, I'm going to give it to them. They did it just right with him. Yeah. He's not, there's not too much Mike Barnes in this <clears throat> season or this show. But, like, you know, it's enough to remind you, like, oh, yeah, Mike Barnes. Cool. Did you like when Terry Silver came back and was looming over Johnny's body and said, Cree said you were his best student. I never saw it. Finish him. I liked that because it's like, again, this is basically, and I'm not even He's really complaining. He's Johnny. He's still, yeah, like this, this episode is like off the wall. At least that's like one moment that's sort of like a character moment. Like, oh yeah, he is jealous of Johnny because of his like he felt like Johnny sort of took Crease's attention elsewhere. I get that, but his finish him and his his video game flourishes. How did you feel about that? I don't know. I was I feel mixed. I mean, sometimes there's there's lines in this episode and even in the last episode where I mean, like I feel like they're pandering to us. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the writers' room where they're like, what would round out the sentence? 
a Mortal Kombat reference. Right. This is the Netflix of it all. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a YouTube Red would have been like... They just assume that the people who would have discovered this show on YouTube Red are already, like, into 80s, into Karate Kid. They don't need you spoon-feeding them references the whole way through. Whereas, I feel like... Even the the way the kind of chosen silver fight, like there was something very Mortal Kombat-y about that. Yeah, there's a lot That's of... enough. Like the visually, like the style of music, you're doing plenty, guys. You're do, you're going overtime. You don't you don't even need it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they bother, except to as fan service. And sometimes I'm like, it's now crossed over from fan service into just like. God, I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it's... if you know, you know. And if you don't know what finish him signifies, then you've lost nothing. Yeah, you've lost nothing. And I don't know, man. Like, it's one of those things where it's so goofy and over the top that, like, it's kind of like that fight in season two with the school where it's like, sometimes I like the bat shitness of it all, but sometimes it's just like, come on, man. Like, this is a little, this is already pretty ridiculous. And if you're not going to have chosen zip lining in, then I, I just think that you don't need to go that over the top for the sake Sometimes of it. Sometimes it's like, look, I lo- more than anyone else love Terry Silver being goofy and crazy and channeling his, like, Karate Kid 3-ness. But sometimes I'm like, I don't think they understand what it was about the third movie that made him so goofy. Like, here... It's almost like they benched him for most of the season. He, like, shows up to say a couple lines every episode. And then here he gets all this airtime. And I don't know. It's just not quite right. Maybe it was a... Something's missing. I mean, I don't know about Silver but as a character, like, how much airtime he should be given. Because it's like... Without Kreese, I don't know if he has... Like, he's lost. He's he's wandering through the desert alone. <laughs> he kind of is. I hate to agree with you on anything, like, but, like, yeah. I, it's like, I mentioned, like, the thing that made him a compelling character is the way that Kreese activated him. Mm-hmm. Like, pushed his buttons. Like, they'd grown up together, in a way. Or, like, they yeah. and shared history. Yeah, you're, you know what? He doesn't care about anyone else. You're right. He doesn't actually care about anyone else, or this, or, like, the dojos, or anything. So it's, like, a little bit, like, he's going through the motions of being, like, a Bond villain, I feel like. And I, I don't know. And, you know, he usually is goofy and over-the-top and ridiculous, but somehow with Kreese, it's, like, at least it's grounded in some sort of, like, emotional stakes. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, there's just no emotional stakes. It's like... Like, he doesn't he care. Doesn't, he doesn't care about Iron Braid. He doesn't have a bond with any of the students. He doesn't have really. a bond with the students. He ostensibly cares about Cobra Kai and the Sekai Taikai, but not really. Like, And I guess he's, like, wants to beat up Johnny because he feels jealous of him. But Johnny is... It's, like, a completely one-sided... Right, because Johnny's like, who, who are, are you, you again? again? Yeah. And, like... His feel like and like he doesn't even have a huge hatred for Daniel LaRusso. Like I would say Dan Daniel would have a hatred for him, but like he's not that invested with any of these people. You're right. It's actually a big a big thing. He's trolling Daniel. He's trolling he Daniel it. and it's getting a little out of control. I mean he doesn't yeah. have he's like, I have this big mansion and you know, like I'm hanging out with Iron Braid, but I mean, it's not even like he's ha- he was only having fun when he was torturing Daniel for Crease. Yeah, like he's not like just into torturing Daniel just generally. Like he's sort of like eh, whatever. Um, and so, our like so, oh by the way, the end of the uh, chosen and Terry Silver fight, like 
ends with, you know, we, we get, like, Chosen basically looming over Terry, Terry Silver, and, like, Terry Silver telling him to do it. And that was the moment where I'm just like, Chosen, that is, like, he has the excuse if he murders you that you trespassed. You are a trespasser who murdered a man in his own home. Like, you will go to jail for this. Don't Ch- do it, Chosen. So what? Chosen's you... beaten a lot of murder charges in his day. Eh, that's true. And, you know... But, like, Chosen has a really good setup right now at the LaRusso house, and I don't want to see him jeopardize that. But, like, of course, Chosen... Does, I can't remember. Does Chosen hesitate or something? He does some... Yeah, Chosen gets distracted, I think. And yeah, then and then, like, Terry... Silver takes him down. Yeah. And, of course, turns out he's okay. We, we see the limo posse at the end of the episode. Again, their plot is so disconnected from the rest of the the plot of the the episode it's a little strange but like they just show up we know they're okay we know that uh i like this mike barnes stole a rembrandt from like terry silver's house so he'll be okay his furniture store will be restored wait Um, let's talk about i know this comes after the so let's do the teens and then we can do the daniels terry silver fight because i think those are like they come right after each other and they almost need to be discussed kind of in tandem yes or one after the other um, so, teen plot. It pains me to say, but I don't know. I, I know they had six seasons worth of material, but maybe they only had two seasons worth of material for the teens. <laughs> because, oh my god, I can't believe we spent this much time talking about server speeds. We and, do. And hacking the mainframe and looking at surveillance footage. Oh and god. honest to god, guys, there's a scene of Anthony being like, it's at 90% footage. If I wanted to see something buffer slowly, I would go back to my apartment and use the internet. Yeah. Okay? Like, that's not the piece of nostalgia that we need to invoke. Slow internet sucked ass, guys. And that's we don't want to go back there. It is. Yeah. Why is that thing buffering so slowly? But yeah, essentially, the kids. You don't think Terry Silver would have paid the premium High speed Wi Fi? I know. Come on now. Um, there's only so much belief that I can suspend here, but like. They, yeah, we do get the kids, and, like, again, you're right, they're out of material in the sense that, like, so Robbie and Miguel are all, like, buds, and, like, what are we doing here? Who called this meeting? And then, who rolls up but, like, uh, Tori and Samantha, who are also cool with each other? Every, every hatchet is buried. We've got the Scooby gang together. They need a cunning plan to take down Silver. And it's almost like, I, I wonder if they thought they were going to get canceled, because... I think that it feels like they were wrapping It really up. does, because it's like, Robbie makes has a throwaway line to his grifter past, where he, like, he's able to, like, you know, hack into the surveillance footage grifter or food. whatever. It's like, Well, it's, guys. yeah. It's a little bit like... And the, the cunning plan to take down Silver is basically, like, look... Silver has security cameras everywhere, and he records things. There's probably a recording somewhere of, like, him beating up Stingray. And once people see that, they will quit Cobra Kai. Which is, like, would they? And, like, eventually they do end up finding a clip of him, like, uh, telling Tori that he paid off the ref. Yeah, this mystery footage that Tori keeps referencing, that I swear to God, it makes no sense. It would not change anybody's minds. That's not why they're joining Cobra Kai. I was a little confused as to, like, you know, they're like, we're going to take the video, we're going to upload it onto Cobra Kai's, like, YouTube channel, and then, like, everybody in Cobra Kai is going to be like, oh my God, what am I, what kind of outfit have I joined? Yeah, like, Penis Brett said it best. When he switched sides... He was like, you guys call me penis breath. We don't do any karate. They've got snacks. They've got swag. Like, they've got chicks. That's enough for an adult, let alone a teen. I know. I know. I, I'm like, you're like, dude, like, are, do you really think that these guys are going to leave the dojo because it's like, oh my God, it turns out like our, 
our sensei was a cheater. It's you know like, what? I think they get smoothies here. I think that's only true for Kenny. Yeah. That's true for Kenny. Ken, like, you're right. Kenny, like... Who is out of control in this episode. Kenny's a bit out of control, but, like, it is just really such a stupid plan. It kind of... And, and we'll get to this. I'm not sure exactly, like, why they think that this is going to be the thing that's going to knock out, like, all it like, Cobra Kai for good, but they seem convinced of it, and they're just like, all right, well, what we got to do is we got to, like, break into the Cobra Kai dojo. Dimitri will hack the server, slow buffering, uploading the video, etc. And then there's a goofy, goofy-ass scene where there's, like, eight of them standing around a computer, and I'm like, Bitches, like all of you should be on guard right now. Right. Not just Peter's breath and like uh, and like some other dude and everything. Like all like what are, what are the rest of you doing? I hate this. You know when like you have like a thing where like there's a caper and then there's like twelve people involved in the caper. I'm always like, there's too many people here. Like there's no yeah. point. Like what are you what are you doing? I don't understand anything about this scene. And then Kenny goes, you're mine, Robbie. And he... Oh, yeah. All the Cobra Kai's show up to stop them because guess what? Penis breath informed them, that traitor. And, oh, it is a very good, idiotic but good scene where he, like, turns traitor. And he's, like, he unzips his hoodie. He's wearing a Cobra Kai t-shirt. He's so proud of himself. It's he just... is! I, I mean, A2, pre-treated penis breath. I know. Bert was like, really? But, I mean, come on. No, penis breath is, as you said, like, he's the only one who really sees this for what it is. He's the only one whose eyes are open. He's like, yeah, dude, this is just a place to maybe, like, meet a girl and, like, drink a smoothie. He even says that Miyagi-Do is a sausage fest. It is totally a sausage you fest. You can't even meet chicks here, guys. No, no offense, Sam. You know, like, he's like... He's calling it all out. He is calling it all out, and, like, he he represents, like, the actual real teen. Not these, like, faux teens who'd be like, oh, cheating? Well, I never, and, like, storm off at, on mass. Yeah, actually, like, when you think about it, Miyagi, or, uh, Miguel is 45, Robbie's oh God, 45, yeah. Sam is, I'm gonna say 23. Yeah. You know, wandering Venice Beach alone, trying to start up her jewelry store. <laughs> Uh, penis breath is exactly 17. Yeah. You know? And he, the things that are important to him, like, ring true, and I, you know what, penis breath, you get yours. Although, since this episode ends with the collapse of Cobra Kai, I kind of feel bad for the dude, because you picked the wrong time to turn trade. I know. Goodbye, um, smoothie bar. Right. There's a, there's a fight between Hawk and Kyler. Um, you know, I love Kyler. And like, um, as Hawk very accurately says, everyone you bullied has kicked your ass by now. Um, but... God, you know, Kyler, like, every episode he has, like, a couple of lines, and they always are just, like, the best ones. Like, right. I, I will say, because i got to give Kyler his due, at the very end of the episode, when Cobra Kai has fallen and the cops are there to take away Silver, Kyler is giving an interview with a cop about how, yeah, the whole thing was getting kind of culty, man. He's very press-trained. Uh, I love it. Have to get everyone out. Yeah. Some may call me a hero, but... Ah, oh, Kyler, never change. Seriously. Did you like that Chosen's egg exercise came in handy, but now with an iPad? And an Anthony. I mean, Anthony gets so fucked over, just right. in general. Like, he never got his hero arc. No, he Not didn't. Really. Not really. You expected it. It would have made sense narratively, but, like, the main thing that happens is that in the big fight between the Cobra Kais and the Miyagi-Dos, Anthony ends up with the iPad with the, the precious video that's uploading very slowly, and they all try to go for him, but then, like, the Miyagi-Dos are like, protect the egg, and surround him, and it's okay. It's it's really goofy. This whole fight, by the way, 
I think we commented on it while we were watching it. There's too many damn people in this room without names. There is 200 people. And there are we know 200 10 people. people. We know 10 of them. And, like, there's a point where you just have, like, our main characters who, like, they turn around and they're fighting off, like, 10 nameless goons. And it's just, like, it would have felt better if, like, you actually just knew all the participants, you know? What about when Tori and Devin get left deal with Iron Braid while Sam runs off? Well, it's like, actually, come on. To be fair to Sam, and I don't like being fair to Sam, like... Tori is getting her ass kicked by Iron Braid, which maybe just virtue of Tori being a better actress, unlike when Iron Braid steps on her wrist, like you're legitimately like, oh shit. Um, Sam runs to her rescue, and which again is like, come on, show. Like, it took you a long time to like reconcile like Daniel and and like Johnny. I don't know why you need to make like everyone else friends in like five minutes, but she goes to save her. Um, but then, like, oh no, Anthony's in trouble too. Devin runs up saying, Go save your brother. We'll take this bitch. And, like, Iron Gray could wipe like, all three of you right, to the Sam's floor. Right, like, eh, Anthony can handle it. <laughs> uh, is he really my brother? I mean, no right. one is. Do we love right. him? Sure. Yeah, I, I did not like that. I thought it was pretty cringeworthy. Because, like, first of all, I, I thought it was, like, sort of cringeworthy where it's like, you've got Iron Braid, and she's like, she's a female fighter. So right. she takes on the female students, and then other female students come to their rescue. It's a little like, bit I'm like... I'm sorry, but Iron Braid would have pulled out a gun and just started spraying bullets into the crowd. <laughs> Iron Braid would not is. have been like, I only beat up females. Iron yeah. Braid would be an equal opportunity ass kicker. She would be trying to stuff penis breath into a toilet. Even though penis breath is now part of Cobra Kai. Right. Yes, just care. on principle. Um... And also, it's also goofy that, like, all these kids, supposed kids, are fighting, and Iron Braid's in there, and, like, you know what, Iron Braid? You don't change either. You keep beating up teenagers long into your 40s. Don't stop. So anyway... Oh, oh, I should also mention, because I think it's important, when Daniel and Amanda and Carmen show up in that car driven by Stingray, there's a bunch of so-called Cobra Kais, like, guarding the door. Mm -hmm. They all look like they're 40. And, like, Daniel's like, I don't want to beat up a bunch of kids, so Stingray does it which is like one you're not these cannot be kids and two if they were what daniel like lets him and silver have a lot in common you know they let other people do their dirty work right you know he was willing to let mike barnes did he get stranded or did he just abandon daniel and daniel's like yeah go ahead fight harry silver oh go get killed while I just hang out and I mean to be fair oh god don't make me be fair but like they do abandon Daniel by the side of a road and uh, like and drive off in their party posse he didn't want to be in that limo okay yeah he's, he's terrified of Terry Silver I mean yes this is true and, and do I feel like he missed out on an opportunity to be part of like the greatest posse of all time yes I do I, I, I'm I mean I'm sorry but everyone except for Daniel almost got killed yeah, right? I mean, yeah, I suppose that's true. Even Chosen, who is in maximum grifter style, tried to stay out of the fray. You know, a little light surveillance work for most of the season, chilling at the country club. Mm-hmm. But now he's getting cut up by Silver. He's getting stabbed. He's bleeding in, in a swimming, a beautiful swimming pool. But still, he's he's bleeding in it. Um, Daniel, God, this Daniel, like, this is such main character syndrome, as the kids will say. Like, but um, his big moment is basically after... Oh, well, sorry, the kids' plot has to wrap up, right? Like, so Daniel shows up, Terry Silver shows up. Um, Terry Silver is all of us when he's like, this was your big plan. Yeah, oh my god, it's good. Because it's like, he's just like, wait, you're going to show... Like, because, you know, the 
video starts playing on the conveniently placed TVs in the dojo. And he's just like, really? Like, you think that, like, watching this video that just shows I'll do anything to win, like, it's going to make people leave? I immediately panned over to Kyler's face, and I'm like, Kyler looks so solemn. I'm like, that that wouldn't Please. happen. Like, you think Kyler is going to be like, what? Cheating? Well, I never. Um, I think it would have been better if everyone's like, yeah, I'm fine, and then only Kenny walks away. That actually would have been better. I mean, but wait, here's the thing. Okay, I have a question for you. So, like... You know, Robbie and, and Tori are like, this changes everything. And you get the sense, like, you know, uh, like, Terry Silver is just, like, kind of, like, talking to his students. And he, he's like, you know, no mercy, right? And they're kind of quiet and solemn. I think, I think that he actually could have, like, won them back by, like, making a round of smoothies for everybody. But then Daniel kicks his ass, which is, makes no sense plot-wise. But he does it. And that's when they all take their jerseys off and throw them at him. Which makes me think, did they leave? Because he's a cheater, or did they leave because he's a loser? I think it's the latter. I think Cobra Kai is about who's an alpha, right? Mm-hmm. And Terry Silver has is a good fighter, but he doesn't do a lot of fighting this season. Yeah. And, and they didn't actually see him shank Chosen or anything. They're just like, he's a good teacher. I'm getting better at karate. There's and we win here. tournaments. And right. Like, and, you know... Maybe I'm being unfair of the youth today. Maybe it would be kind of, like, shitty to learn that, like, you you win tournaments, like, through cheating scandals. Um, so, yeah, I guess there's that. But, like... As opposed to Miyagi-Do, that just gate-crashes tournaments. Right. And doesn't do any karate. And doesn't actually, like, do karate. So, yeah, I do feel like they... Well, first of all, although I do feel like they probably leave, or a lot of them probably leave, just because, like, they're like, eh, Silver looks kind of pathetic lying on the floor after being beat up by Daniel, of all people. Like, the Daniel-Silver fight is so fucking, like, this makes no sense plot-wise. Like, the video has played. The teen's stupid plan has come to fruition. Um, There's no reason, plot-wise, for Daniel and Silver to fight surrounded by a circle of onlookers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what what, what are they fighting for, exactly? I mean, this is as egregious as when he beat Mike Barnes. You know, it's like, there's no universe in which someone as skilled as Terry Silver would lose against Daniel. And it, and they were implying with the cutaways to Karate Kid 3 that he was using Terry Silver's dastardly tricks. And it's like, that's the message you want? That he actually didn't use Miyagi-Do at all because it's useless. Oh. He was using Terry Silver's, like... Oh, I don't mind that. Like, uh, you know, because they flash back to, like, a man can't stand, a man can't fight, a man can't see... Uh, what's the other one? A man, man can't, can't breathe, breathe, he can't fight, a man can't see, he can't fight. And you see him, like... Keep Silver to the ground, knock his wind out, and then, like, block his vision. I don't mind that. I actually like that. Um, the only thing is, is that, uh, you know, and as I told you, I don't think that Silver's lessons are necessarily all bad. Like, the quickest way to end I a mean, fight is to knock Silver someone out. I mean, Terry Silver dying of prostate cancer. Right. He would not, he would not have fallen for whatever Daniel's I mean, little moves are. The weird thing to me is that, like, if they were, it seems like they're acting like we've been leading here all season, you know? And it's like Daniel's finally able to take Silver's own lessons and turn them against them. This comes out of nowhere. Like, we never have, like, a, another point in the season with, where he's like, I'll need to use Silver's tactics yeah, against him. Yeah, I thought him. the whole point was that he was disgusted by Terry Silver's methods. Right. And so it's, it makes no sense, like, like uh, in the context of the show. Also, there's just, like, no... There's no actual reason for them to fight. And, like, Amanda's like, we're all behind you. I'm like, 
Why is it? It makes no sense. I honestly feel like the last fight should have been Mike Barnes versus Terry Silver. That is a fight I would pay to watch. <laughs> oh, man. Because Cocaine like, Barnes who like gets knocked just, out by like a B-tier sensei. I mean, he did ruin his life. And why does Daniel... Daniel, I'm sorry. You had a couple of rough weeks getting trained by Silver. Mike Barnes had his life destroyed. Yeah, he did. But Mike Barnes was going to... That fight was going to last approximately like five seconds. At least... So we get to see Daniel win against Silver, which I guess is very important to him, like, plot arc-wise, but is totally unearned and, yeah. like, doesn't really make any sense. But it does lead to, like, everybody quitting Cobra Kai, so... Yeah, yay. and everyone's out there. Kyler's giving his thing to the press. Oh, um, like, Terry Silver does his perp walk. Like, and at first I, I was like, wait, what? why? I understand a lot of chaos went on tonight. But, like, if you look at it objectively, a bunch of kids broke into the dojo and hacked his servers. Why is Terry Silver getting arrested? Is, is, is cheating in karate that big a deal? But then, of course, like, somebody actually steps up and is like, Stingray is recanting his testimony against Kreese and saying it's against, uh... I know, but remember, my, my dream episode is everything from Terry Silver's point of view, and it's talking about how he was just enjoying, you know, maybe he was nervous about his date with Iron Braid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's just drinking a little bit to take the edge off. Next thing you know, people are breaking in. Oh, yeah. And then it turns out the ringers are, like, steroid addicts. And he can't keep them under control. They're just out of control. Right. Out he's like, stop fights. it, ringers. Stop it. Oh, man. No, don't. Oh, well. And then he sees his former student. And he's like, hey, you want to have a fight for old time's sake? Since it seems really important to you, you can't stop stalking me. And then he uses his lessons against him. Right. I mean, Silver's had a pretty bad day. And now he's going to jail? What the hell? And what did he even do but love too much? I know. I know. This is what happens when you have a big heart. <laughs> oh, Nina. I mean, this is the Maleficent of the Karate Kid universe. You know what it was Why like? Not? You know when Silver said, you know, I just thought I'd die on the battlefield? I was like, no, you were meant to die in the boardroom, okay? At a Dynatalks investors meeting. Right, you you don't belong here. Kreese dies on the battlefield. Kreese dies on the battlefield. You were too good to be in the battlefield. The, the draft, actually, to be honest, if you really think about it, somebody of, of Terry Silver's uh, like wealth and status would have been, wouldn't have been able to get out of the draft. I think would have been able to. Yeah, right? absolutely. So, but he wanted to prove himself yeah. to his father. Oh, okay. So I like, like this. I actually think that's more gutsy. It's like you could have absolutely gotten, out but of you the wanted to be there, right? And okay, yeah, no, I, I get that. I'll accept that into the the Terrasover canon. We, we always said that Kreese was a draft dodger. <laughs> <laughs> so you think he was not in Vietnam, and this was always a lie? Yeah, it's Terry Silver's fever dream. Whoa, I love what? it. I love it. Yes, that's oh. canon for me too now. <laughs> All right, let's get to Kreese. Oh yeah, because at the end, um, so you know, oh. Wait, one more with... thing about the kids. Yes. I'm sorry. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Um, you do get a nice scene between Tori and Robbie where, like, it just reminds me of, like, you everything know what? That... I like them. Yeah. You do everything right with teen romance with these two where it's, like, they have a nice energy. And they're so... And they're true to themselves where Tori doesn't want to, like, a lot of heartfelt shit. Oh, it's so great where it's, like... smack on somebody. Yeah, Robbie's like, I think I owe you an apology, Tori. I probably owe you one, too, but... Instead of having a heart-to-heart, why don't you just kiss me? And it's just like, that's perfect. No drama. Just like, yep. And they immediately, I don't know, maybe the writers are actually like, 
we want to show how terrible Sam is. I kind of feel that way. Right after that great scene, we get a Sam Miguel scene where they're talking and I love you. And, and you the know octopus what? necklace comes out. The octopus necklace comes out. And do you know what? Uh, on first viewing, I was like, oh, this is the most cringeworthy thing of all time. Second viewing, it is cringeworthy. But like, Miguel's part in this conversation is not so bad. Because he's just kind of like, uh, his I love you is very like sort of off the cuff. And then, like, but Sam's just like, I love you, too. It's just like, ugh, God, no, you guys don't. Come no, on. Miguel should no. have been like, I mean, I'm sorry, I loved you. I, I mean, mean, like, three months I ago. love spending time with you. Yeah, no, I know, he should have, like, walked it back. Oh, God, that I know. That would have been great. Um, but then, uh, when Silver is being put in the back of the squad car, like... You know, it's weird, because Johnny's like, well, if there's any luck in this world, like, he'll be ser- sharing a cell with Kreese. And you know what? Thing is, if, like, he's going to jail because, like, he ostensibly beat up, like, Stingray and not Kreese, then, like, they wouldn't be sharing a cell. Whatever. That's, nobody cares. That's why I said they're going to whatever below, is below minimum security prison. It's not even a prison. <laughs> it's juvie. Basically. For and like people. Yeah. Gotta keep them somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so now we can get to Crease, I suppose. Yes. Because we actually begin the episode with Crease, of course. It opens with Frank Sinatra's My Way. A very, a kind of perfect theme for Crease, I think. Yeah. No, I, I do like that as his, his theme song of choice. And he's talking to Dr. Folsom. Is that her name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I caught her badge. Um, and he's... He's doing the fake tears, and he's talking about his feelings. Did you buy it the first time around? <clears throat> oh, no. Really? I actually, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I, the first time I watched this episode, you know, you have him talking about his feelings and um, just talking about his regrets. And while I've always, like, thought that there's a huge retcon when he talks about how, like, his, basically, like, Johnny was like a son to him and his best student. And hearing that he can't, that he's lost Johnny forever is heartbreaking for him. I've always been a little bit like, really? Because in that case, you probably shouldn't have, like, stolen his dojo by, like, quick booking at him right. out of it. Like, that's a, that's a bit rich. He worked those books and he did it well. It's just a little bit like, oh, he was, like, when did he become your surrogate son, dude? Um... When you were choking him out in a parking lot? Like, come he on. He has trouble expressing himself. Right. I, I express my love to, through choking and, and QuickBooks fraud, too. But And also, I feel like the best lies have a grain of truth. That's how he's getting one over on the psychiatrist. I mean, later on, like, I was like, okay, fair play. But at the first, at the time watching it for the first time, I was a little bit like, even when I was a little bit like, oh, God, you got to stop calling him your surrogate son. I actually saw his remorse over, like, his past failures as genuine and his, like, acceptance that he was going to die in prison, like, I honestly believed him. And when his psychiatrist is just like, yeah, maybe, but, like, you should ma- try to make meaning out of your life as best as you can. Like, I, I was actually, I, call me what? a fool, I was touched. And he ends up in, like, that, he ends up defending another prisoner in, like, a fight with, like, Jello Man is, like, picking with somebody. <laughs> and he gets shanked by Jello Guy, and he lies there bleeding out on the floor with, like, My Way playing. I would have actually been happy if that was his ending. There is no way that this show would be so cruel as to let Crease go out by being shanked by Jello bullied. No way. I mean, I think that your that love for Crease blinds you. He's not a good person, Nina. You know what? Dr. Folsom says that you should write yourself an ending that you would be proud of. So I'll let you talk about the end of the episode then. So guys... 
Lutha got the wool pulled over her eyes. I did. But I saw the gleam in our man Crease. And he was just using Jello Bully as as a shield, really, as a distraction. Jello Bully, he had conquered his mind. And he had used the Jello fixings, one could say, melted them until they were a Jello blood. Cord. This sentence is going nowhere. <laughs> The last scene, we're in a morgue of some sort, prison morgue, and some guard and the prison doctor are talking shit about Kreese, about how he was a bad guy and he got what was coming to him, but is Kreese dead? And the doctor does this gross thing where he pokes at the wound. And then he like smells the blood and then <clears throat> licks it because sure, yeah, that's how you identify you find it substances. weird that they never served anything but like the red jello? Very convenient. Yeah, it's very convenient. You don't get lime jello. You don't get any of the other flavors. I don't... Yeah, and I'm like, have I seen red jello before? I mean, I guess it must exist. But they have a lot of red jello at this prison. Um, but yes, that, that is what Crease has on his body. And then suddenly he rises up like a corpse out of a... Or a mummy out of a coffin and beats up the guards. And, like, the doctor is just holding his hands up and is like, please, please. And what does he say? Please what? You want mercy? mercy? Next scene, pretty... Okay, it's pretty good, the next scene. It's just him strolling out wearing the doctor's clothes. You think he killed the doctor? I wouldn't put it past him, but, you know... I think he just stole his clothes, oh, Lotha. Yeah, gently, like, made sure that he was okay afterwards. Um, so here's the thing. I understand that I was fooled, but... Color me embarrassed, but I just didn't think that Kreese could fake his heart stopping so that when they took his pulse afterwards, they think he was dead. I think that this is an indictment of the prison system in America where, you know, they're not even checking. They're just throwing you into the morgue. They don't care if you survive this shank fight. Have you seen The Wire, Lutha? I mean, people knew how to take pulses in The Wire. Well, this guy is a kind of a, you know, is he even a doctor? You know, these coroners, some of them don't even have medical degrees. But didn't anybody, like, go like, hey... I'm taking this guy's pulse and it seems to be beating. I feel like he might be alive. The only time I call bullshit is I think melted jello would be a little bit of a different color than dried blood. Right? So, I mean, the doctor, if we're calling him that, was right to double check. By licking it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, by licking it, sure. Um, But yeah, our our man Kreese just walks right on out. Yeah, and I did it my way. Is play. It's nicely done. The the music. And I the... like Crease's prison breakout. And the thing is, you know, you you talk about how you were fooled the first time you saw this. The only reason I wasn't fooled is because there's so much about this episode and the previous episode as we get towards the end of the season. That's just like a lot of these hacky sitcom esque tropes. You know, mm-hmm. like you see this a lot. Like. A fake out, you know? Yeah, I mean, you're right, like... And the kind of, like, true dramatic turns, this show doesn't really do that anymore. Yeah, that's true. And this... Uh, upon second viewing, you're right. This is a very, very sitcom episode, and, like, it's obvious that, like, they're gonna, like, have him, like, having faked his own death, even though I maintain that there might be ways to temporarily stop your heart... I don't think Kreese would have access to them in this prison. I don't think Red Jello looks like blood. There's a lot of parts of this plan that seem like they would fall apart very quickly. Um, the guards probably have guns. Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's a bunch of things. But 
But when you like, basically, you're just like, it's a sitcom episode. Who, you know, whatever. It's kind of cool. He's walking out to my uh, to my way. And honestly, like, we did want to see a crease breaking out of prison. At least I did. I mean, I like. You know, I want to see him in Panama with lip filler. Oh God, he. You know, the filler was doing him no favors. I, I think that he looked better with, like, the gaunter look. Um, I think it, he needed that gaunt look to look like he was a reformed man. But yeah. True Crease likes the good life, okay? Well, yeah. I mean, he's got... Uh, he's got to make amends with Terry Silver, and, and they can realize their real enemy, Daniel, is still mm-hmm. walking around. Right, and then he can get back his surrogate son, Johnny, somehow. You know, it's just... I guess... There were, like, weird things in the season. Like, you know that scene where, like, in, like, an earlier episode where Kreese basically just, is he's talking to a shrink, but he keeps seeing other people from his life. Right. Like, a young Johnny, or even a young himself, and, like, all that. Like, I honestly liked the idea that they were, like, trying to treat Kreese seriously. Um, you know, like, hey, is this guy coming to terms with this shit? Like, they want to have it both ways, is the thing. They want him to be a cartoon, and they also, like, kind of want to, like, really treat him like a person. And it gives me whiplash sometimes. I honestly feel like they added, like, 15 people to the writer's room in, at the end of season four. They were like, this is our, this could be our last season, guys. we got to get all these heavy hitters. And there was just some sort of, like, ideological split, because... It feels all over the place. Yeah. Tonally, character-wise, like, I don't, I don't recognize people. I mean, the weird thing is that all of that said, I didn't not, I enjoyed it. It's like, I, I The episode or the season? The episode. The season, even the season, like, it's not, once I stop hoping that Cobra Kai will be, like, what it was in season one, like, you're free to just be like, all right, whatever, bring it on. Um, season four, like, really actually came the closest to getting back what they had in season one. Yeah, that's, that's maybe what's difficult for me. Like, if it was one of those things where, like, the quality is just declines every season, then I'll be like, fine, I still love the show, I like watching it. But season four was such a high watermark for me that, like, this is, like, one of the weakest seasons. Maybe the weakest season for me. It's, it's tough for me, like, yeah. They, had, they spent half the episode... With Anthony looking at a screen being like, It's uploaded! Is the real crime, like, slow internet? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Nina. Like, think about how Good many God. lives that's ruined. I think that, yeah, like, the thing is, season one and season four, what they had in common, like, the things that I remember, like, with season four, you know, like, that moment between, like, Robbie and Johnny at the end, when they're, like, when they've, like, come yeah. some way in reconciling, or, like, moments between, like, uh, Miguel and Johnny, like there's emotional like truth, yeah. And even well, even the batshit sh- stuff between like Crease uh, and Silver, like there's like something there. Yeah, they did all those flashbacks, and they ended with the betrayal. You know, when he sends Crease to prison, and this one is like not a single character got a big emotional moment like that. Yeah, except I would say for Crease, and it was all fake. Yeah, like if they had. Kreese breaking out of jail and Terry Silver somehow like is destroyed by Daniel and they suddenly realize they do have a common enemy. Johnny is lost to them. Like Kreese realizes that Johnny, you know, will never really be his son, etc. Whatever. He has to let him go. He tried to kill him in the parking lot right. after a tournament too many times. And then times. the only person who's really stood by his side, apart from the whole framing him for murder thing, 
Is silver. Uh, yeah. I mean... Little things. Silver did that because he was hurt. Yeah, who hasn't framed a friend for murder once or twice? Look. It's just, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, you're right. As ridiculous as their relationship is, at least it's like, it's a relationship. Like, there's no, there's no emotional content. Like, there's no emotional hooks anymore. It's weird. And I think it's like, part of it is like, they didn't think Terry Silver by himself was enough now that you've split him and crease apart and in its place you have iron braid who we just met and like these random no-name ringers i mean iron braid i i like i said i love her delivery of everything iron braid is a cartoon character though yeah like and not like a good cartoon character or not a character in a good cartoon a character in like a cheesy cartoon this show only works when there's one kind of big cartoon character like terry silver early part of the season when he's coming out of the sauna and stuff. <laughs> like, that was hilarious. But you put him with Iron Braid and it's like, no. Right. Much. They start to almost, like, take each other seriously. Which is a little bit like, okay, this is this is just... This is too much. Like, are we in a video game now? Yeah. It's... I don't know. It's campy, I guess. But, like, I feel like people always use the word campy, like, to excuse, like, something just being shitty. Yeah, like... Campy is Terry Silver hiding out in the chimney. Right. Terry Silver circling Daniel in this, for some reason, surrounded by everyone they've ever known. <laughs> is yeah. ridiculous. It's just like, come on, dudes. Like, did you see Wednesday? That series on Netflix? I saw Netflix? two episodes and I was not into it. Will made me, my husband was like, actually, like, let's give it a chance. So we watched the entire season and That's I, a hell of a chance. It's a chance. Yeah, it's way too much of a chance. And I thought it was bad. And Will eventually came around to my point of view, but halfway through, he's like, no, it's just campy. And I feel like you can't just say it's campy. I mean, and he's not alone. Like, a lot of people, like, liked this show Wednesday, and, like, we're just like, yeah, no, it's just campy fun. It's like, it's bad. It's badly thought out, and it's badly written. And, like, yeah. I think that, like... You get to this point where it's like, no, you can't just say like, oh, it's just can't be fun. You're just not trying, and that's yeah, and I, kind of <clears throat> yeah, where I, I I'm starting to fall with Cobra Kai. Like, what's unfortunate is that I think, you know, now we're like a wash. Everything is '90s nostalgia, which means a lot of weak writing and bad acting can hide behind '90s nostalgia. Right. But this show was ahead of the curve, and they did '90s '80s nostalgia really. Right. Yes. And they were like, it can be dramatic, it can be funny, and yes, it can be campy. Mm -hmm. Like season four, which was excellent, had moments of camp because that's who Terry Silver is. Totally. But here, I feel like I'm just in a soup. Like each writer threw a random element in, and now we're all just drowning in it. Yeah. We're drowning in fucking shitty room temperature soup. Nice. I like it. I mean, just, yeah, and I think of like season one, and it was like, what was funny about it was that, like, you had, like... Well, like, the perfect example is, like, that stupid, like, committee that plans, like, the, the All-Valley Tournament. Yeah. Like, it's funny that, like, they they basically choose matte colors, but, like, they take it seriously. But then you and, have like, the Taikai people, and what do you get? All their lines are, like, bizarre, like, Rocky references. And yeah. it's like, and no! Yeah, they're just Rocky references, and they mostly kind of play it straight. Like, everybody is acting like this is totally a legitimate thing to die for. You know what I hate about this? Yeah. It's the same sort of device that SNL does. Saturday Night Live, I'm sorry if you're a fan, but the thing that makes them terribly unfunny is they think just doing a shot-by-shot remake 
of something that happened in culture yeah. and history. That's not comedy. Like, what's the joke? What is the joke? It's yeah. not just like a different actor doing the president. Right. Saying the same lines. Yeah, it's it's absurd. You're right. And like, it's just, with this show, like, I think it used to have this idea that like, there's a divide between like, these weirdos who like, are really obsessed with karate and the rest of the world, which is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know? And like, that divide has disappeared. Everybody in the world is as obsessed with karate as everyone else. I don't know when they decided to make Amanda, like, who had her own distinct take on things. Yes, like, she she was, like, the person who was like, you know, you could just call the police, yeah? But now she's just like, Daniel, you absolutely must face this man one-on-one in a circle of everybody we this know. This man that almost killed you. Yeah. Right, like, why? What, for what purpose? Like, there was a brief flash of normal Amanda, and she's like, I really am going to call the cops. Okay, fine. Like, it's like the culty programmers got to her for a second, and then she was sucked back in. Mm-hmm. And it's not... When everyone is, like, in this idiotic world... Sorry. It's, it was funny when, like, some people lived in this crazy fantasy land, but not everyone did. Now it's just kind of like... Really? You guys are all doing... Wait, like, is it a school night? Why are you guys all here? Like, what... And the weird thing is, like, even the fun parts, like Chosen being crazy, that gets washed away when everyone is doing Chosen. Everyone's know? doing Chosen. I know. It's like, it doesn't even seem weird that Chosen's, like, hangs around like, outside I, and I have blazer. to imagine, like, Miyagi's grave to be super crowded now, because it's just, like, the place to be. Yeah. Everyone is Daniel. Everyone has Daniel's point of view. Yeah. No, but you're right. In season four, I actually do think sort of came like the closest to being like, maybe there are some good things about Cobra Kai and some good things about Miyagi-Do. And like, you have Daniel like using like Johnny's parenting techniques on Anthony. And like this season is just like, no, Daniel's our hero. (coughs) Um, Everyone else is sort of like a B character in Daniel's life. And Daniel comes out victorious. Hello, if you're a writer on season four that was fired unceremoniously... Please talk to us. Yeah, what, what what's happened? going on, man? I mean, I, I just don't understand, like, why... Well, actually, never mind. I do understand it. I think that the cartoonishness of stuff, it gets it's funny, and, like, it's easy just to lean into that all the way, and it's easier than, like, actually, like, building yeah, emotional states and stuff. It's yeah, it's like, they filled it with 40 minutes of unfunny sitcom humor. Right. And it's not a sitcom. No, and it's, it's, yeah, I, I think everything is probably a lot easier to write when you're just like, let's make it a pastiche or an homage or whatever. And yeah. We're, we're like really being down on this. And oddly enough, I did not enjoy this. It's just, it's, I don't know. They okay, can do this better is the though. last disc. I figured out what was the other thing. Kind of like the SNL thing panders to its audience. They think you're too dumb to understand jokes. So they don't have, they have the laugh track and then they just do a shot for shot remake of whatever they're referencing. So you don't have to think at all. And I see the same thing on like a Nickelodeon show these days or a Disney Channel show where the teen shows, they have the laugh track and it's like they don't trust you to know what a joke is or what the structure is. They're going to build it for you in front of you. I don't know. The only person that was really real in this episode for me was Penis Breath. Yeah, Penis Breath is real. And his his heel turn was actually funny. (laughs) Um, Because, again, he lives on planet Earth. And everybody else lives on planet Karate at this point. It's actually perfectly his arc that, of course, when he decides to switch sides, 
It all comes crumbling down. God, I know. And now his old friends aren't going to talk to him anymore. And his like new friends don't even have a dojo anymore. And, you know, his complaint, our dojo doesn't even have a roof. Perfect. Yes, that's true, penis breath. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we did have a lot of, like, built-up anger. resentment wow. and anger against the season. I, I didn't even think so. Like, I didn't mind the season. <clears throat> I mean, now we have to talk about the season as a whole. And... It's crazy to think that it actually started off in Mexico, right? Like, oh yeah, this season's been all, everywhere. Soap opera dad. Yeah, shit, that was a long time ago. It feels like. Yeah, so like Miguel, Miguel's missing dad. Like all these missing dads, I feel like his missing dad plotline was resolved in two episodes after being hinted at for four years. Yeah, and maybe that's just how it goes because Miguel, like. He clocked out after that. That was like, he realized that was his last dramatic beat. And now he's enrolling in college. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's not even, I don't blame the show's writers for the fact that like, I love Miguel and I love Johnny, but their arcs are done, which is fine. And they should be done. It would be super weird if like, they needed like eight years to like have emotional growth, but they are both like. They're both like kind of done with what with whatever they were doing, but it does mean that you had like some the two best actors practically on the show just don't have anything to do anymore. And I have no idea like why and like why they keep focusing on Sam's arc. Sam will never have one. Just let it go. And the one thing we forgot to mention is that Kenny and Robbie had a moment. And, oh yeah. And Kenny's like, I'm not ready to talk about it, and I feel like. Maybe that's true, but this is just makes me think they're going to revisit this in season six. I don't mind because... I don't mind because neither one of them are as bad of actors as others on the yes. show. Yes. Like, here's the thing. I wouldn't mind if, like, look, love Johnny and Miguel, but they're done. Kenny and Anthony, I like both of the actors that play them, and I think that they're capable of, like, handling material. they're going to become best friends? I hope not, because I want the show to realize you don't necessarily have to always become best friends with your, like, former enemy. You can, like, reach some other stasis. But, uh... You know, I just think that they both have, like, arcs that aren't done yet, and I both I think that they're good actors, so I wouldn't mind them, ha- like, finishing those. Like, I just stop with Sam. Stop it. No more. What about the red-haired kid and his brother, I guess? Oh, yeah! The he gets that, that suddenly line. got a line? Right, because at the end, curly red-haired kid, who has been with Cobra Kai since the get-go. Like, he is OG Cobra Kai. He has actually been on the show for five years, but has never spoken a single word. He's like... Oh, I told my mom I'd be home hours ago. And this other 40-year-old Cobra Kai student who I assume is his brother is like, don't worry, I gotcha. They're actually, like, in the same family. I guess. Then, I've never seen that dude before, though, his older brother. Yeah, until he defended Cobra Kai against Stingray. Right, and I was just like, you're too old. I mean, Stingray's already too old, but you look like you're Stingray's father. Um, yeah, oh, and, like, uh, the guy with the cornrows. Again, also OG Cobra Kai. He gets his line when Kyler calls, like, uh, he calls, like, uh, what's his name? Dimitri and Hawk, he calls them Yasmin and Moon's bitches. And Cornrow Kid says, bitches. Yeah. Everyone got their SAG card. I'm, I'm happy for them. Like, you guys deserve better than this, though. Come on. They had a checklist, and they had to get all of that shit in. Like... I think that... Imagine if, like... I don't know. This show is a weird thing, because it's, like, in... One thing that I like is that they've always been good at, like, having, like, 
repeat character, repeat minor characters. You know, like the homeless woman with the sign, yeah, or a noosh, or whatever, yeah. or the guy who runs like the like the Seven Eleven. Yeah, no Tom Cole. What the hell? Or, yeah, or like I liked Tom Cole, but they're always really bad at like for some reason these dojos have tons of minor repeat characters who never have lines or names, which is like give them lines and names. Like you don't have to like develop them, but like, it's also funnier it's, to be yeah. like. You're having this epic battle, and maybe it's only involving 15 kids in this entire city. That means that this karate world really only impacts all of you. And that's funnier than saying it's actually like a weird virus, and there's like 6,000 kids enrolled that don't have any speaking parts. Yes. Or what stakes. are they getting out of this? Yeah. Or stakes? Like, do they get much mentorship from anybody? And like... Curly-haired kid, nada. Right? Has anybody ever like cared about his journey? And like, Kenny... Gets promoted to head fighter of Cobra Kai when it's like Kenny's been here six months. Curly head kid has been here for eight years, um, but like, yeah, it's you're right. It would be funnier if it was just a small group of people like acting like this was the end of the world. And if you're, I don't know, man, like it's just weird to have a ton of nam- nameless extras. And it's like you know, for instance, I don't know what like the Seven Eleven guy's story is or the guy who owns the pawn shop. I don't need to know. It's just fun to see them because you know, like, a little bit about them. Like, the show acts like they're people. But, like, it just does not act like the back rowers in these dojos are really people. Like, they're literally cardboard It would cardboard have been players. hilarious if Daniel was fighting Terry Silver and, like, the pawn shop guy is somehow, like, inexplicably in the crowd. Right? <laughs> like, everyone's here. Just, like, uh, we heard stuff was going down. Yeah. Oh, man. Guys... We still like the show. We do. I feel do like... we love the show, though? I love what it was. I love what it was. And it wasn't even that long ago. Season four, writers. Season four was really Come returning back. to... Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I like this show, like, just... Even, like, when it's not great, it's still better than Wednesday, is what I'm saying. Like... I, I tried one episode of that show, and I was like, awful. This it's, is awful. And... I remember the original Adams Family. It's going to make me sound a thousand years old. Just watch that, guys. No, the 90s movies? Yes. Yeah. And also, like, I don't need to get... Well, I'm not going to do a review of Wednesday, although I kind of want do to. Do it. Uh, yeah, it's just not a very well thought out, like, concept. And not a very, like, just nothing about it, like, seems, seems like anybody put any energy except, like, it's campy. It's a reference. Cool. Um, but, like... Even this show at its stupidest, at least it's just like, you know what? This was a dumb episode, right? This was pretty dumb. But is it fun, like, watching, like, a bunch of middle-aged guys, like, fight, like, an army of goons? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so even when I'm down on this show, I'll still give it, like, you know, it's a fun show. All right, time for your rating. Oh, man. Um. Okay. 2.5 2.5 out of 5 limo party posses. Okay. Um, I'm going to go lower than that. Whoa. This is the lowest finale, guys. 2 out of 5 calls to Anthony going straight to voicemail. Ooh, nice. <clears throat> All right, we've come to the end of our journey. Season 6 is happening. We're not dying of prostate cancer that so we So we're not of. really at the end of our journey. We've just come to a stopping place on the road. A lull between battles. Yeah. A freed crease. 
And I know our one fan out there is clamoring for some content between seasons. We are, yes, Nina, we are going to actually you are do the next Karate Kid. All of this. The next Karate Kid, Hilary Swank. God. It's part of the canon. Is she coming back next season? We'll see. I don't know. It's interesting that they, I don't know if they've even asked. They brought back everyone else. Right? Tornado Girl. Where are you? I know Tornado Girl was in this series. Uh, I, look, I'm I'm not the one who decided to make another Karate Kid movie with Pat Morita and a totally different person. But you guys, I don't know who you guys is, but you guys decided to do that, and now you have to acknowledge it as part of the franchise. They're going to bring back Kumiko for the Chosen storyline. You know oh that. Cho- Grifter Chosen remains on the couch. He bought a one-way ticket. He's not going back. Yeah, do you th- wait. Oh, yeah. Real question before should we, we do end a, this. Should we do a, like a very brief lightning round where we figure out what's going to happen to the characters? Okay, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Robbie. Um, finally gets a haircut, changes his outlook on life. Okay. I think he decides he breaks up with Tori the very next episode and blows town. Really? Okay. Um, Sam. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Sam realizes that she's been flunking her classes. Um, speeds up the plan, moves to Venice Beach, but she's living out of her primo car that she took, her dad gave her. And then she comes across Kreese's illegitimate son. Oh my God. Grandson? One of those things. She falls in love with him. Okay. That's better than what I predict for Sam, which is her quitting the dojo and rejoining the dojo 17 more times. God, that's probably true. (laughs) What? Dojo, though. It doesn't matter, you know. The backyard? The backyard, yeah. Um, Chosen. All right. I think Chosen continues living in the, what, what, the guest room. He annexes most of Daniel Russo's home. Amanda, I'm just going to do the, Amanda moves out. Um, Finally gets together with Kreese, who's on the lam. Daniel goes back to Okinawa, presumably to get Kumiko to come and reunite with Chosen, but then he falls for Kumiko, and they start a new life together. And he never comes home? Yeah, and Chosen's like, I'm okay with that, because I'm Lord of the Manor. <laughs> He's adversely Come back any time, Amanda! Nice. I mean, I do think that, like, despite the fact that Chosen, the threat is neutralized, by all accounts, he really should go home. I'm not seeing it. You can never go home again. Plus, where's Stingray staying these days? Oh my Casa god. Russo. Chosen Stingray spinoff? Yes, yeah. it's a house full of grifters. I like that. I actually would go for Mind that. you, did Stingray still has, like, I guess the house that Silver gave him. Unless that's like a month-to-month situation. I would assume it's a month-to-month situation. I know. Terry Silver didn't get rich by, you know, being a chump. Yeah, right. Like, he's he's getting evicted on Monday. All right, what do you think happens to these ringers? An oh. iron braid. Oh my god, an eye patch sensei. The favorite of my, my senseis. Um... Prostate cancer. They're all dying of prostate Iron Brain cancer. Iron is obviously being set up as a villain for next season, I, I think, because, Takes like... Takes over the dojo? Yeah. So, I mean... Right. Why not? Like, she'll be like, I didn't cheat. Which is true. She wasn't even there. Um, that's the thing about Cobra Kai. It's like, a, you know when a company, like, has a big scandal? Like, sometimes the company goes down, but a lot of times they're just like, just replace the CEO. That's true. Got to move that around. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I think that Iron Braid, like, look, this is a karate style that's based on your grandfather's teachings. Um, you guys just got a place in the Sekai Taikai. Um, why not just take over the franchise? 
like screwed silver and like your ringers maybe you can like start offering them benefits and like enough like of a salary so they can afford their own fucking homes and really like make a legitimate business out of this come on okay i think the ringers unionize yes and the next season is them taking down iron braid oh yes yes come on do that that would be Classic amazing haves and have nots yeah because it's like Think about the ringers and their sad lives. One of them, listeners, does not have a thumb anymore, okay? Who knows if they even have blankets and sheets, just those bare, empty bunk beds. They've probably never been allowed in, like, the dining room of Silver's Mance before. Maybe they were sleeping at the back of the dojo, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Robbie took their spot. My God. I mean, it's really sad when you think about it. Somebody stand up for the ringers. Okay. Anthony and Penis Breath. Oh, poor Penis Breath. Penis Breath, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but he's going to be on the outs with everybody he knows. That's true. Um, he's going to be that guy that's in high school for years and years and years. He's basically shaping up to be the next Stingray, trying desperately that's to get true. back into a dojo that won't have him. Right, and real Stingray, I don't know. Do you think he's on the up and up? I No, I think he joins Chosen and he's the grifter. I would like to think that Stingray goes back to school to get a degree in accounting. Accounting, you know, accounting did a lot for Crease when he wanted to take over a dojo. Crease hey, is self-taught. That oh. man took no classes. Okay, <laughs> my point. He learned on the streets. I mean, you really should know like how ledgers work. Like, it's a really good skill. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Can we... <laughs> I think we're we might be played out. All right, um, guys. We'll try to tweet once in a while. And we will be doing like the Hillary Swank movie. Please write to us at Cobra Kai Never Dies Cast at gmail.com. You can follow us at Kai underscore cast. Um, as always, strike first, strike hard. No mercy. mercy.